man. Come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Hey. When has Jerry Rice ever did that? He was huh? just trying to help him tie his shoes, man, and he figured if he put his leg in his face, he could tie his cleats better. Oh, oh, God. Helping hand, helping hand, just trying to help a fellow friend out, that's all. Nice. Play to work sports. sports. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports. As always, I'm your host, Jonathan Vince. You're on here as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Hey, man. So this week, we got a a nice little mixed bag of topics going here Um, with a little bit of football bouncing around from high school all the way to the pros, and then uh, some NBA thrown in there. So it should be a pretty good show this week man i'm super excited about getting on here and uh going through all these topics get it man yes all for it. yes sir yes sir first thing i kind of want to talk about just a feel-good story vince and you and i have talked about it already a little bit but there is a new record holder for single game rushing yards in the powerhouse state of florida for high school and this was kind of cool, man, uh, for different reasons. The first reason, it's right next to my hometown. So, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, man. Yeah, so uh, this kid, Caleb uh, Wagner, he actually goes to Baker High School, which is in Okaloosa County. It's the next county over um, from, from my hometown. He just had a game here recently where, first off, let me go ahead, let me go ahead and put this out there. The previous record holder for the state of Florida's single game rushing record was Mr. King Henry himself, Derrick Henry, the running back for Tennessee Titans. He had 502 rushing yards on 45 carries. That's that's a that's a monster workload. That and is a workhorse there. I don't know how he wasn't tired after that season. I know, I know. That's one game, bro. That's one game. So he puts that up, right? And uh, obviously you're looking at it like, golly, man, how's that ever going to get broken? Well, then Caleb Wagner just put up 535 yards. Check this out, Vince. He did it on 25 carries. 20 less. What was his yards per carry? I, I, I did the math. Uh, I think it was like 20-something. Uh, I, I did it real quick earlier. But it was like 20-something yards, I think it was, or, or something like that, a carry. I mean, it's, it's ungodly. It's like 26 or something like that. It's... He's going a quarter of the football field every time he touches the ball. And, uh, yeah, bro. I'm the defensive coordinator. <laughs> oh, man. If, if, if they were beating up on South Walton high, and uh, I don't know where that is as well, we beat up on them a little bit when I was in school. And I'm going to tell you this much, man. If you are the defensive coordinator on that team, you're fired. Well, I mean, like you, you, that's, that's crazy because, like, can you imagine how much you know what would be really crappy is if he did like six film sessions <laughs> with his defense to game plan around you know stopping this guy. I'm gonna tell and you, and then he breaks the record. I'm gonna tell you that they had to at least game filmed him a little bit because Caleb Wagner last year averaged 13 yards a carry and 244 yards a game last year. So you know they they filmed studied him a little bit. But here's where the feel-good part comes into it, right? 
So Florida is a powerhouse state, right? It's, you know, California, Texas, Florida. It's like, you know, it's always wanted to consider one of the, the big heavy hitters for college recruits. And uh, Caleb Wagner only has one hand. He was born with, uh, and I don't want to mess up the medical term, so I'm just going to kind of put it out there in layman's term, but he was born with only one hand, man, um, due to something that happened in the womb. And <laughs> this kid's putting up numbers like that, and he can only hold on to the ball with one hand. He putting up numbers, Jameis Winston, hope he could. <laughs> I mean, these numbers. You know, Hey. You know, as he said, man, he's you know, if he wasn't if he didn't throw all those interceptions, he'd be balling. He'd be balling, that's right. And this kid, now I will say the kid's a little on the small side, right? He's six foot one, two hundred and fifteen pounds. Now, that's taller than me, but that's my weight, right? So he's not a big kid. And he's just height for running back though. I mean, that's 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 a I mean, what's that's that's Darren McFadden's height, right? It is, it is. Ooh, that's a throwback. Yeah. Um, this kid's got no D1 scholarship offers, though, at all. Like, nobody. Do you think he deserves it? I mean, the kid puts up crazy numbers. I, I don't picture him being the starting running back for no Alabama or Georgia or nothing, right? But you telling me, like, Iowa, Indiana, like, none of these, you know, Boston College maybe? Like, no University of Central Florida? No, nothing, man. None of these colleges have reached out to this kid. And, and offered him a scholarship, I think you at least got to take a chance. I mean, this kid could turn out to be something big. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you think about it, bro. Maybe LSU, Alabama, Georgia, they have something to lose mm-hmm. if they offer you a scholarship and then it doesn't pan out, right? Yep. But you got Boston College or, or you know, my, um, my new profound school, San Diego State. God. I knew you were gonna um, do that. <laughs> they 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 don't they don't have it. What do they have to lose by by give offering him offering him a, a scholarship? Nothing. You're not anything. winning. You're not winning. You're not going to compete for a national title. Um, if anything, you bring this kid in, you don't lose anything. But if you bring this kid in and he shines, well, then you look like a genius that you know took a chance and it paid off. It's the whole. I'm gonna kick it back to a little bit of rap back in the day, but it's the whole. Dr. Dre taking a chance on Eminem when no one else would. Neither man looks like a genius, right? It's that whole taking a chance on something when no one else will. It doesn't always pay off, but man, every once in a while, you look like the smartest dude in the room because you took that chance. I think it's crazy. I I would give him a chance. Yeah, I mean, you know, I did a little research earlier, and there were, you know, a couple of Power 5 schools. He didn't name who they were, but they – Asked him if he wanted to switch over to to defense. You know, me and you kind of talked offline about this mm-hmm. and like what he would play. I I, I could see linebacker, but he's actually kind of small. He's yeah. he's not sm- small in weight, not in height. He's he's the perfect height for a linebacker. He would have to put little, weight on. He'd have to put. He's a little light and tushy. Hey, I will say that I, what I was reading about him, they do say he's one of the strongest kids in their weight room. So he's got that going on for him. But the thing about it is like. If he's fast and agile, which I would assume he's relatively fast, if he's burning these people, I mean, because Florida's known to have speed. I would say he's probably relatively fast. Maybe corner. You know what I mean? You're not – obviously, this dude's probably not intercepting the ball too often unless it's, you know, no, one-handed. We're being honest. But maybe even a safety. 
Maybe even the safety. I mean, if he's got speed, he can close in a little bit better. Yep. You know, but I can't fault him for not wanting to give up what he's so good at and his love. You know what I mean? It's it's hard. That's hard. So I don't know, man. I, I would love to see that dude get a scholarship. The good thing is he does have a scholarship to college. I would just like to see him get hired. You know what I mean? But yeah. Well, let's roll into Jimmy G then, because there's there's some topics on that, man. This dude. First off, okay. Uh, there is so much spiraling around this, right? So there was a talk about him. Is he going to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers? And then, you know, no, he's not. Trey Lance has got it. And then he's going to get traded and this and that. And, I, and I'll be honest with you. I felt bad for Jimmy G. I was like, man, they are doing this man so wrong. I had a sour taste in my mouth. I'm not going to lie because it honestly feels like what the 49ers did to Alex Smith back in the day. It bothered me, right? It, it bugged me because I like Alex Smith, man. I, I really do. His demeanor, his drive, I always liked Alex Smith. Did he have the, the best skill set? No, but I, I still liked him as a player um, and as a person, you know. Well, more details have come out now that says, well, Jimmy G may not be all that he appears. The big, Yeah, yeah. So the big thing here, right? So first off, Jimmy G back in 2009 signed a five-year $137.5 million contract with over $74 million guaranteed. Big money. Big money, man. That's that's quarterback of the future money. You know what I mean? Like, yo, we want you to lead our team. That's what it shows to me. So why is Jimmy G having issues, right, with his teammates and coaches? They're coming out and saying, yo, this man ghosts us. We'll be trying to talk to him. We'll be trying to reach out to him. Ask him kind of what's up. You good? You know, talk about this, talk about that. And not only does he not respond really at all, he never returns phone calls or nothing. And this is the coaching staff. This is the fellow players. They're having to send people to this man's house to check to see if he is alive, dude. Like, are you alive? Not, not yo, why are you ignoring me? Are you alive? So does that sound like a leader to you? one could understand his demeanor towards coaches and the front office of the 49ers. I can, I can understand that considering, you know, they got Trey Lance on the team. He's the starting quarterback. They basically opened, opened up last year about this and saying that he will be the future next year. But players have nothing to do with like your status as a player on the team. Let me ask you this. And that's where I draw the line. Let me ask you this, Vince. Let me see if this changes your opinion. As soon as he signed that five-year deal, right, they said almost immediately these habits began. He signed it in February of 2019. No, no, no. I thought you – wait a minute. Yeah, bro. You were saying this happened this offseason. You're talking about this has happened – This has been happening since, since he signed that contract in 2019. Oh, he just a douche. Oh my God. Can we can we say that? Are we allowed to say that? I don't know if we can say that. I don't know. I'm, I'm saying it again. He's a dude. No, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, dude. Like this dude. This has been happening. And like, what is wrong with this man? That's not a leader of my team. I'm gonna tell you right oh, now. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I, I changed my. Uh, I knew you changed would. my answer, Your Honor. <laughs> that is not the final answer. 
that's not my final answer, Regis. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, like, no wonder he's done in San Francisco. First off, I mean, no wonder you're gone. That's probably why nobody wants to trade for him either. I was just going to ask you that. Do you think that you think that that got out before? Obviously, everybody's finding out now. But do you think it got out before? It, it had to. I mean, he's been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. Somebody that had enough of that, man. Yeah, because those. And, and go ahead. Those play, like the, the 49ers don't have the same team they did when he first came to. Yeah. So players talk. Yep. So if somebody left from there. You know, like, oh, man, you used to play with Jimmy G. How was it? Man, F that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, you know they're talking about it. You know, oh, we're thinking about trading with Jimmy G. I know you was on a team with him. What's your thoughts on him? Uh, I don't have yep. thoughts on him because for me to have thoughts on him, we have to talk. He didn't respond to phone calls, text messages. I didn't even know if the dude played on the team until Sunday. I mean, that showed up. Yeah, yeah. Are you the new guy? That's our starting quarterback. Oh, man. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. Like, if that's the case, you're trash. We talked about last week how NBA players, there's not a love of the game. It's dying in there. I'm going to tell you right now, Jimmy G, you don't have a love for the game. Because if you did have a love for the game, you and your teammates would be talking on the phone, through text message, through everything nonstop because all you want to do is get better and better and better. You didn't got love for the game. You just made that payday and then you rolled out. That's all you was it was trying to get to the finish line. You signed that multi million dollar contract and that was your finish line. You don't care. Tooted and booted and scooted. That's it. That's exactly what it is. He didn't care, man. Did not care. Made that payday. Hey that oh what's that song? Uh how's it go? It says uh take the money and run. That's him. That's him, man. Just, just garbage, man. I can't stand people like that. You know how I feel. You know, how, like if I, this, t- I'm gonna get my personal this, feelings involved and get all upset. You better leave me alone. This is the this is the professional way, <laughs> a version of hit and run. <laughs> Thank you for the money. Now I'm gonna turn my car around and roll on out. Yeah, hey, it's been real. I, I, you know, I'm, I catch you on the flip side. It was good though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, dude. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That, that's that's crazy. I, 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 really, I don't know if that's true, but if it is, oh, boy. If it is, you're trash, man. You're trash. There's no other way to put it. Do you ever get tired of needing to look in multiple places to find the headlines of the day? You have an app for the stock market. You have an app for your favorite sports teams. You even have an app to see which celebrities are making headlines. Well, now you don't have to have multiple apps in order to know what's going on in the world. Just one. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app that brings all of your favorite topics right to you, all from one place. Browse articles that you choose from, sports, tech, Bitcoin, science, your favorite celebrities, and more. The best part is all of your favorite topics are read by real people. They even have podcasts and digital radio. Imagine having the entire web completely listenable and all in one place. Now you can with Newsly. Download and use Newsly for free now on any iOS or Android device and use promo code WSTS to receive a one-month free premium subscription. That promo code again is WSTS. Stop scrolling and start listening today with Newsly. Hey, Vince, question for you. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know that the NFL is the only major sports league out of the four in North America that does not have a jersey retired across the league? I'm okay with that. Are you? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay. I, I'm not really big on retiring of jerseys. I, I, I understand it, but... Like, in general, you're not big on it, or, like, in general, league-wise? In general, I'm, I'm, I'm big on it. I, I, I don't... I'm not a fan of it. Hmm. I'm just not. Like, I know it's minuscule, but what if I got a player that wears the number 23? Michael Jordan's the GOAT. He wears the number 23, but he can't wear it because it's retired at the Miami Heat. Uh, the Miami Heat retired his jersey. I'm going to tell you right now, you said it's minuscule, but... There's sentimental value behind it that. It bothers me, yeah. If I rolled that same number... I mean, when we played and we had jerseys, and any time we ever talked, I always had the same number, right? Yep, I've, me too. I've always wore the same number since I could control my jersey number. Um, and I'm going to tell you what, if, if, if you told me I couldn't have that number... I would take. Probably I would have play. an issue. I would think. You know what I mean? If I have, if I have everybody jockeying for me, everybody wants me. I'm gonna tell you right now. If you tell me the number you want, we don't allow you to wear that for no more. You're off my list. I'm going. I'm going now. Nah, well, I got other ones that want me, and yeah. they'll let me. Use I mean, it. It. it, it I, I don't want to come off as petty as being a pruder or, or anything, but like I've been wearing 19 my whole life playing football. I've been wearing nine. Yeah, I've been wearing 19, and in basketball, I've wore 14. What did I tell you when we went to go play, when we squatted up to go play the Army? Right. I told you, I said, I want jersey number nine. And you said, ah, I think somebody else may have it. I said, if I don't get nine, I ain't playing. And I think nobody ended up having that number. Nope, I ended up getting it. Those, it was one of those guys that uh, they were they were on the roster but didn't show up to practice type ordeal. Mm-hmm, yeah, so I told him, I was like, uh-uh, I'm not playing. And that's just, you know, because I found out late in the game, like, yo, what? You know what I mean? Because I was on leave when it all came about. So, if, well, then, i tell you what. If you had to name one player that would get a league-wide retired jersey, could you think of one that would be, I guess, more fitting to get that? Morris Taylor. Ooh, okay. Why is that? Best linebacker to ever played a game, hands down. I can't argue. One of the best defensive players to ever played the game, much less linebacker, defensive end. I mean, one of the best defensive players. That, and that's, you know, I, I saw a interview that Lawrence Taylor did, and it was his first year with mm-hmm. the uh, with the Giants. Yep. You know, Bill Parcells was his coach. And he's rioting him. Oh, man. I think I know this single, one. Every single play. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where it, it ticked off Lawrence Taylor. And he said, listen, either you trade me or you bench me. But you can't keep riding me like this. He's like, he's like, I'm, I'm sick of you riding me. You're going to have to let me do it my way. And Bill Parcells said, he said, okay, well, I, uh, we'll play your way. I'll let you do it your way. And then when it stops working, mm-hmm. then we'll do it my way. And Lawrence Taylor said that was the last time Bill Parcells spoke to him about <laughs> his play. Yeah, I seen I seen something about they said uh, 
how did it go? It was something like Lawrence. Uh, he told Lawrence Taylor, you know, called the play in Lawrence Taylor. He made a tackle for loss, and he went back to the side and said, "Coach, you see that?" And Bill Parcells started just reaming him, talking about that ain't the play I called, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he said, Lawrence Taylor went out there next play, sacked the quarterback. And he came back and he said, Coach, you see that? And Bill Parcells, that ain't the play I called. And he's just cussing him out and making it worse. He said the third time they went out there, he said, Lawrence, player ran, Lawrence Taylor ran out there, sacked the quarterback, made him fumble, recovered it, and came back to the sideline and said, Coach, you see that? And said, Bill Parcells just looked at him and said, good play. Hey, good, good play, Lawrence Taylor. Good job. It was like, oh, let me shut the hell up. <laughs> just, just let me shut up. If I know that me riding you like that mm-hmm. gets that result, I might keep doing it. I might really keep doing it for like the first year. And then after that year, I'm like, hey, listen, I did that on purpose. Now you need to tell me why, why what I called you went opposite so we can figure out how to perfect what we're doing. I'm going to tell you, so I went the opposite way with this one, and here's why. A lot of people are always going to say, you know, if you ask this question, they're going to go, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, right? Because because why? Oh, well, Tom Brady's this, Tom Brady's that. Tom Brady's... I went with Jerry Rice. So Jerry Rice is literally the golden standard of being a wide receiver. He played 20 years in the NFL. He is number one for games played by receiver, number one for receptions, number one for receiving yards by over 5,000, might I add, number one for receiving touchdowns, three-time Super Bowl champion, uh, one-time Super Bowl MVP, two-time offensive player, six-time receiving touchdown leader, uh, receiving yard leader six times, two reception leader, 13 Pro Bowls. I mean, the dude just has a resume, and, and that's not even a fraction of the awards that the man's got. But he also never had any controversies, and I think that is what sets him apart from Tom Brady. Because everybody says, well, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, but Tom Brady has had controversies follow him throughout his whole career. The Tuck Rule, Spygate, Deflategate, the, nope. the, the recent one with the Miami Dolphins and Sean Payton. Stuff follows this man everywhere. So... I understand that they look at what you did in the sport. Well, Tom Brady's never had any issues outside the sport. It's all been in the sport. So I think that puts a negative impression on there. So to me, he would be somebody you you don't retire his jersey league. Why? I could see Lawrence Taylor, but my pick would definitely be Jerry Rice over all of them. I think think he has the biggest resume for just being – I mean, it's not even a question who's the greatest wide receiver in NFL history. There's no argument. At all, and I love some. I mean, I had some. There's been some great ones. The Falcons have had Julio Jones. You know, uh, I mean, there's been amazing wide receivers. I love Steve Smith, Heinz Ward. You know, there's there's some of them that I've just loved watching play that just did wild stuff. But nobody's gonna even hold a candle to him. So I'm I'm sorry, man. I, it's debatable for me because I got a question to ask you, John. What you got? Did Jerry Rice turn Joe Theismann's leg into spiral zucchini? <laughs> Yo, spiral zucchini. That's what you meant with that? What? Hey, mm-hmm. 
Hey, when has Jerry Rice ever did that? He was huh? just trying to help him tie his shoes, man, and he figured if he put his leg in his face, he could tie his cleats better. Oh, oh, God. Helping hand, helping hand, just trying to help a fellow friend out, that's all. Could you imagine him trying to explain that in the hospital to Joe Thousand? Hey, man, I'm just trying to tie your shoe. Excuse me? <laughs> Security? <laughs> oh, man, if I could have ripped your leg off, I probably would have. Jesus. Uh, LT did show remorse after that play. He literally looked at their sideline and said, somebody come get him. Oh, yeah, he was waving his hand and jumping around. (laughs) Like, he did feel bad, but it was a little too late once that was over with because, like I said, old boy's putting his toes in his mouth at that point, so it's a little too late. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I have another crazy article that I've seen come out that uh, I actually got sent by somebody. I know you and I both tried to research and look stuff up, and neither one of us was able to really find the information because it's such a new topic and really just an idea that's thrown out there. But I kind of wanted to elaborate on it a little bit and see what you thought about it. That would be the college football committee taking over college football from the NCAA. Uh, They was on a conference call. They were talking about it, and... They're hinting to the idea that, hey, we may want to take it over and start governing college football ourselves and take it away from the NCAA. I'm going to tell you one thing, right? I know college football is a billion-dollar industry. This When I was looking up this, right, because you can't really find anything about this um, because, like I said, it was just very small talks, but I would have bet money that college fast, or college football – was the number one producer for funds into the NCAA, and I was wrong. It's actually college basketball. And 80% of the revenue that college basketball brings to the NCAA is during March Madness through TV and marketing rights. Ooh. So that was wild. I didn't know that. Like, It is a huge portion they bring in. And then... I also started looking at, okay, so what does the NCAA do with this money, right? Because if college football, if the college football committee took away college football from the NCAA and the money didn't get there, how would it affect the NCAA? So the NCAA uses that money for D1 scholarships as well as academic programs and services. So they use that to better help the athletes. I don't okay, believe... Let me ask you this. What you got? Do they... Okay, if they're paying towards the scholarships mm-hmm. and the, like, I'm assuming that the, the academic portion they're paying towards their majors, right? I'm not Are they sure how that breaks down. Because that's the only way I could see that that would be... You know, I'm an accountant, so I'm trying to... Like, when you, you, you put money in a pot that's allocated for something, you have to justify why you're mm-hmm. you're using that money. Yeah. That's the only way I can see that you could do that. But then you would have to do a general consensus of what is the biggest major that every student athlete is is taking right? or, or, you know, enrolling in. Well, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you exactly what the breakdown is. I'm sure if I really dug in the weeds, I could figure out exactly what every bit of money is going to, you know what I mean? But it would obviously take some digging. I was just kind of trying to wave top to see what 
does the NCAA do with this money? Because surely they don't just fatten their pockets with it. I mean, that's a lot of money. They're, it's multi-billions that they bring in. Revenue the NCAA brings in to the, to the NCAA off of all this. Now, college sports in general is is ungodly amount of billion dollars a year. But that's not what the NCAA, a lot of that money goes into the colleges and stuff like that. So we're not talking about the whole grand scheme. We're talking about what the NCAA makes. What I guess what I'm really trying to figure out, and, and I until I done research on it, I was pretty confident in my decision. Now I'm not so much. If the college football committee took over college football from the NCAA, would that be good for the sport? Would that be good for the NCAA, for colleges, for, for the little small sports that, you know, that, that probably get fed money off of what football brings in? Like, what do you think? You, do you think that would be good? I don't think it's good at all because we talked about this before when we did our um, our college football um, podcast. Bro, they are going to form a union. Mm-hmm. It is going to happen. I, do it, not do this. It's definitely all about money, I would think. Why else would you take it? Yeah. I think that, first off, the college football committee, to me, they struggle with making college football. I mean, the college football playoffs, they're nice, right? Because it's something new and everything. But there's so many flaws in it. I mean, when you got people like, and we talked about this, Connelisa Rice on the committee. What? What she got? What business do you have on that committee? Exactly. And you have stuff like that going on. And now you're telling me these people are going to govern the whole entire football program through college, throughout college football. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I really don't. I'm not saying the NCAA is the perfect thing, but the NCAA have had a long time to get it right. And I would yeah. say for the most part they do. I honestly think they do. So this is this is a wild thing. I don't foresee it going away. I could see this trying to happen because in the end, in the end everybody wants more power. Right now the National college football. Advisor. What is it? She's a national security advisor. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on her. Like, I, I just don't understand what. It's, bro, it's. What, what credentials do you have to, to be a part of football? Has she ever played football? Has she ever coached it? Has she ever done anything with the athletic department? I mean, like, what? Have you ever done anything with sports in general? Or did they say, we're trying to diversify the people on the committee? I'm thinking it's probably option B. She helped, you know, towards the, the, the war on terrorism. Oh, yeah. How's she helped there? She, you know, coordinated with the, the CIA director to see what was the best route to take. I mean, I, that still has nothing to do with football. Like, I, I, I still am waiting to hear what she did. What she coordinate? <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Oh... Uh, you know what, man? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm done talking about football. I don't know if you've seen, but Vernon Maxwell came out and said that basically he said all professional teams hire PIs, private investigators, to look in on their players and their draft prospects 
and all this and that. He went back to a story where he was with the San Antonio Spurs, and Greg Popovich told him, hey, your off-the-court issues are becoming a problem and a distraction for the team. Stay out of the clubs. Well, he didn't listen. Then the next thing you know, he was donning your Houston Rockets jersey. All right, they traded him out. So we have to know this happens. You you got to know it happens because these people are putting millions of dollars into it. So think how much they pay us in the military. And what was that background check like? You know what I mean? They looked into your stuff. Was it crazy, crazy in depth? No, but it was. There was a lot of digging in there. I mean, you can lose your security. Huh? It got a little personal. Yeah, that, I that mean, background check. and you can lose your security clearance for filing for bankruptcy. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, is this using private investigators? Is that okay? Do you are you okay with that? No, uh, uh-uh. like, man, come on, come on. Ah, you're basically telling me I I should just be in the military at this point, where I have basically no privacy. For those of y'all that don't or have not served in the military, this is a thing called a health and comfort. Don't matter if you're married or not. Your command can come and check your home at any point in time. It is a lot harder if you don't live on base. It is a lot yes. harder. but It's a lot harder. I, you know, and I, I would love to have seen them try to come in my house and my wife home doing health and comfort. Well, <laughs> do the best you can from the outside because you're not coming in. She's not, but, we're healthy but, and she's not comfortable. So go on. <laughs> uh, hey, don't get me wrong. The military does give a lot of great benefits out there, right? I don't want anybody to misconstrue what we're saying, right? Uh, especially us as Marines, we crack a joke. We say we're all disgruntled, but uh, we love what we do. We do. I mean, I've reenlisted twice now, so. I like it to a certain extent. Either that or just like punishment. You know, you re-enlisted twice, so. No, I actually re No, I'm sorry. You extended? re-enlisted twice and extended three times. Jesus, man. So, see, you definitely like the punishment. So, they give us a lot of great things, so don't misconstrue that. But they do, I mean, they do dig into your privacy a lot. And I understand part of it, right, because it, it. you're defending your country. Now, on the flip side with this situation, right, I have to say I'm torn. Part of me says you're providing these people with multi-million dollar contracts. I mean, look at the James Harden situation. They said that he shows up to practices, hungover, drunk. He's always in all these strip clubs. He's always doing this. He's always doing that, partying out. And now oh you God, can you imagine how bad his beard smells after a hangover coming to practice? That's nasty. That's nasty. <laughs> but but that's what I'm saying. Like, so I'm not 100% opposed to it. Do I think it's an invasion of privacy? Yes, I do. But at the same time, like, you're getting paid millions of dollars. You'd be foolish to think this doesn't happen at, you know, big name companies where people are pulling in crazy amounts of money a year. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm a little torn by it. You know, you're worried about your investment. And these contracts, I mean, what did you say LeBron was making 
like 40, I think it was 47, yeah, 47. Yeah, 47. Mm-hmm. So I'm not opposed to it. It does kind of bother me because it is kind of shady, but at the same time, you're putting a lot of money and time, effort. You're putting a lot into these people, man. So you want to protect your investment. If I'm investing in a stock, right, and I'm wanting to see how well it's going to do, I'm going to look at the history. I'm going to try to dig into you know, everything about it. If I'm about to put a millions of dollars into it, I want to know every little thing about it. Well, you're invested in these players. So it's kind of like, mm, I can see why you do it. I think it's a little shady. Yep. But, man, I, I, I think if I have to go through those links, protect my investment, I probably shouldn't be investing in it. I, I, I don't I don't want to invest in it. That That's just too much. Like, hey, man, saw you out last night on a date. Your wife was home with the kids. Like, wait, what? How do you know this? Oh, well, you know, we had somebody watch you. We're just, you know, trying to look out for you. Protect my investment. Yeah, I'm, I'm protecting my investment. You're protecting it? Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, my... play devil's advocate here. Hear me out on this. Mm-hmm. What you got? What if it's in their contracts and they just don't know it? I would think that they would have to know it's in their contracts. I mean, I know these contracts are big, but you have an agent. Who that's like his sole job. Now, do I think every agent knows every in in and out of every contract? Nope, not at all. But you have to think some of these big name agents have to know that, and maybe well, they do. Well, maybe well, that's why it ain't in there. I don't know. Oh, that's that's that's. I mean, it's really off the wall to think that. But you know, just play devil's advocate here for a little bit, and, and you know, maybe it is in the contract, or maybe it wasn't in the contract years ago. And they were doing it that way. And maybe there was something that may have been brought up. Fast forwarding till now. I don't know, because you don't hear any any other NBA players saying this. No, I, I'm telling you this. I bet that it's like military orders, right? Where they put it in there and it's up to interpretation. There's gray areas or stuff like that, right? And I'm just relating it to military orders because, you know, we've dealt with them a lot. And it's there's always that, you know, up to interpretation. That whole present a clean military appearance. Well, what is considered clean and military appearance to you may not be to somebody else. The whole, is it eccentric? Well, what may be eccentric to you is not to somebody else. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see some gray area in that contract that doesn't necessarily explain it 100%, but allows them to get away with that. I can see that for sure. Eccentric. Oh, God, I missed that word. <laughs> Thought you'd never hear it again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those sunglasses are eccentric. Well, I got told <laughs> that my hair was eccentric when I was, in, when I was in Texas. Oh, boy. I had waves, and my first sergeant never saw that before, I guess. And he was like, your hair is eccentric. You need to get rid of that. And I was like, how, first sergeant? I don't know. I had a I had a sergeant major tell me my mustache was eccentric once. Oh yeah, mine too. I think so. I think so. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh man. Um. <laughs> well, since we're on the topic of the NBA, then you want to uh, you want to lead off with a little Donovan Mitchell and the the new story developing there. 
Well, it seems like they are revamping up a trade with the Knicks. I did a little research here. It's not, I haven't seen much talk about what they are offering, but considering what they offered last time, I mean, was it five or six draft picks? So what I was reading was that the Jazz want four players and six first-round draft picks. Yeah, yeah, you're not getting that. They want to trade their their future away. Now, granted, this dude is, I mean, he's super young. He's real, been real consistent. I mean, he's a very good player. I mean, he was 13 in points per game last year. He was fourth in number of threes made. He's definitely a, a contributor, one of the top contributors to points in the league. But that's a lot, man. I, I I have a hard time giving that up. If I was trading, if this is the NFL and I'm trading four players in the NFL, it's a different story, right? Because you have 11 on each side of the ball. You got some people that only play certain positions, certain downs, right? So you start looking at that and you're like, okay, you could be on this side of the ball or this side of the, yeah, this side of the ball, you know, offensive defense and never even touch the ball, never even contribute to the play. In the NBA, how many players do they dress to play the game? They dress 12, but 15 are on the bench. Okay. So, if I trade you four players, <laughs> that's a third of my players that I address that I'm trading off. That's a yes. that's a lot of people that touch the ball that are just poof gone for one dude. And you're not going to you're not going to trade bench players. You're, like they don't want bench players. That's not what they want. No, they don't want that dude that plays two or three minutes a game. They want that. You know, they're probably okay with playing some rotational players, but they're not asking for that dude that's like, "Yo, if this guy goes down, I need you to come in, just for a few minutes." <laughs> that ain't it. I would, I would be willing to give up four and Barrett. I'm glad you said that. So, the Knicks said they have no interest in parting ways with R.J. Barrett. So that one's off the table. Is there anybody in the NBA that is worth that? Four players and six first-round draft picks? I mean, I don't know. Rudy Gobert screwed all this up. I mean, like what? What the like the what the Timberwolves were willing to give up for Rudy Gobert, who literally, which by the way, like this this tells you the 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 regress of the center position. I'm a Rockets fan, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to come back full circle on this. about Bless about you. Rudy. Bless you. Go ahead. I, hey, I heard that. <laughs> um, oh, in the playoffs, when the Rockets played the Jazz, mm-hmm. who do you think guarded Rudy Gobert on, on defense? <laughs> I don't know. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. And couldn't score on him. But the Timberwolves just traded a king's ransom to get him, hmm. and I don't, I don't, I just don't think he's worth that money or 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 or, or those assets. Like it's just ruining everything. It's, it's the same thing with Deshaun Watson's contract. Now Lamar Jackson thinks he 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 deserves that. Oh yeah, let's not talk about that bum old running back. Somebody needs to tell him he's in the wrong position. <laughs> what about uh, what about your boy LeBron getting that new contract? This is a sticky situation because the LeBron deserves to be paid more to Russell Westbrook. Is he? He is now. 
Oh, okay. I was like, wait. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I had to pause for a second there. He wasn't last year, though. Mm. I think I think Westbrook's making somewhere around above forty-two a year. Let me let me confirm that. I'm 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 almost certain he's making more than last year. He made more than LeBron. That's they already up. They already updated his dang on contract. Yeah, but that's. I mean. Yep. Yep. He was. Um. Oh my God. Wait a minute here. Oh no. Hold on. Let me look at that number again. I hear the mouse. He is not making more than Russell Westbrook. So even with that upgrade, Westbrook still makes more. Yes, Westbrook is making forty-seven. Wow. I completely understand why Westbrook opted into his contract. This is his last big payday. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Him. This is last big payday. I think he's got to have a good year this year, or people are well, going to start questioning: Is he declining? Well, statistically, he didn't. He wasn't really that far off. I mean, his turnovers are horrible. He actually averaged yeah, less turnovers last year. Isn't his turnovers always bad? It's always been that the way. The dude's just you careless with the good. ball. Yeah, he's just careless yeah. with the ball. Like you know what you 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 got you like you know you. It's like playing COD. You know, that one guy that always rushes or whatever, you know? And the other <laughs> team doesn't. We know what, what we're getting with that guy. We're not going to revive him. I'm going to tell you right now, I feel triggered. I feel, no. I feel triggered. No, nah, that ain't you. No, nah, usually when you do that, you usually yell Leroy Jenkins and we're probably like 20 <laughs> meters away from you. Or oh, my God. I do yell at y'all when I go down. Where's my teammates? Um, I did have somebody bring that up to me last night when I was playing. So... Sorry. <laughs> um, we're well, back here where we told you we were. <laughs> uh, sorry, I thought we were going to go over here and raid this place. My bad. So LeBron said when he was going to accept this contract that he wanted to significantly upgrade the roster as well, though. I know you're the NBA guy, but I'm going to tell you what. I have an issue with this. And here is why. There are people, and somebody needs to check their head, but there are people that think LeBron is the greatest NBA player of all time. False. This dude is buying a championship. You have three superstars on your team right now. Granted, I know you said earlier when we were talking that they were older, right? But you still have three superstars on your team. And you're telling me we need to upgrade the roster? Like, bro, I, I I see there's always upgrades to be had, right, on your bench and all this and that. But you need to upgrade your roster? Like, I, I have a problem with this. I feel like LeBron is just trying to buy rings at this point so he can try to try to cement his status as GOAT. And it's like, dude, stop. Just stop. Stop. First off, you've done a lot to the sport of basketball that diehard fans do not like. You know, they don't like this flopping mentality. This man, I mean, this dude is a massive man. And I have seen him literally get smacked on the head by somebody's open hand and him sit on the ground and put his hand on his head and look down at it in disbelief like he's bleeding. And him touch his head three or four times. And look at his hand like blood's magically going to appear on his fingers. Right? Do you know what they have him listed as? LeBron? 
they have him listed at 250 pounds. That's a 250-pound lie. That man is way heavier than that. Is he 6'6"? Six, six? They got him listed as 6'9", which I think that's a lie, too. I thought he was 6'6". I think he's six, shorter than that. But yeah, either way, dude, that's what I'm talking about. It's a big man. That's a big man, and you're whining because you got open hand. How many times you play pickup ball and get elbowed in the mouth and got blood in your mouth to keep rolling? You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Get out of here with this. The same so, people that said that he would he would do well in football. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But <laughs> so that he wants to upgrade the team. Now, what is your thoughts on that, dude? I don't know. I don't even really know where to go with this. I'm just so I, – I, when I seen this headline, I knew we had to talk about it because I was just so floored, like, upgrade the team. Bro, you got three superstars, and you couldn't even make the playoffs last year. Now, granted, you, LeBron, I don't, how many games did he play last year? Like, you know, I understand they didn't play a lot last year. They weren't meshing well. I got it. But, like, I don't know, dude. I just feel like, like I said, he's trying to buy a championship. What is your thoughts on all this? I'm, I'm looking at the roster right now, and I just don't. I mean, they have 15 players right now on the salary for next year. And that doesn't include Carmelo Anthony. That doesn't include... Dwight Howard, Wayne Ellington, which he, I think he was hurt most of the year last year, which that, that was kind of, that sucked. Avery Bradley, Kent Bazemore, DJ Augustine, these guys are now on the roster here. They did pick up Thomas Bryant, which I think is a good, it's a good pickup for them, but you don't have the money. No. You got Anthony Davis making 37. You got LeBron making 46. You got Westbrook making 47. How do you? How are they going to upgrade the roster? How? I mean, first you off, you got LeBron, and then wanting to load manage. You know, like how are you going to up? I, I don't. I just don't see it. I feel like if you're making forty six, forty seven million dollars, you need to step up, dude. You need to step up. Okay, so with those three contracts, right? Mm-hmm. Davis, uh, Westbrook, and LeBron, we're talking one thirty. They're in a, they're in a luxury tax already. Salary cap for next year is well, no, I'm sorry, excuse me. Um, last year it was one hundred and twenty three. The tax level for this year is one fifty. So they got twenty million to spare. You're gonna want to bring some guys back. I think that if I'm Carmelo, I'm not coming back to the Lakers. No, it was a train wreck last year. Was a train wreck. I felt bad for that guy because when he was coming off the bench, playing well and and you know averaging his twenty minutes a game, he good. He put up good numbers. For but then when people start getting injured and then he starts playing thirty minutes or whatever, that man is 38, 38 years old. Man, he's almost and your age. Watch your mouth. Yes, sir. It's just crazy. I don't know who they can bring on. They don't have the money to. You're gonna have to move somebody. And, they, and nobody wants Westbrook. There's and talk you're not about, giving up Anthony Davis. There's talk about them trying to pick up uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Have you seen him shoot before? You know what? We're going to do this live here. I want you to pull up MGK. <laughs> Michael Kidd, uh, Kidd Gilchrist jump shot and see how he shoots. Yo, well, right I, I typed in Michael Kidd in it. It's the third option. Okay, let's see. You want me to watch a video? Take a look at that shot. watch a video of this? All right, here we go. Let's see. What we yeah, let's take a look at it. Let's see what we got. Yo, what in the... Wait a minute. What is he... 
Why does he flare his hand out like that? He, like he's so you, he shoots look at like his shot. he shoots like Shaq shoots at the free throw. Tell me, is that the savior for the Lakers? <laughs> Don't worry, I'll wait. Oh my god, bro! He's like he shoots and his his like his wrist just comes limp, like his other his. <laughs> <laughs> How do you shoot your jump shots? Well, I like to cock it to the left and tickle my my earlobe before I release my jump shot. Oh my god, that's yeah, that's ugly, dude. That's ugly. Wow. Well, I mean, they would just talk about that because he has ties with uh with Anthony. I I don't know who you bring in, man. I don't know who you can bring in. So I don't know what LeBron's thinking. He's gonna. LeBron took a contract making more money, but I want you to adjust the roster and make it better. But I'm not gonna take a deduction in pay. I'm. I want more. Like get out of here, man. I'm gonna tell you what. This man will never be Jordan or Kobe. And I said it for any of y'all to listen. I said it. This man will never be Jordan or Kobe. I. I, I didn't even put him in my top three. I mean, I know people like to say, "Oh, well, he did this." Listen, we talked about this a while back. I kicked this, and 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 then we're gonna roll into something else because I don't want to talk about this no more. But we talked about <laughs> we talked about what was that? What was that? I was heading to GNC this one time, and you told me you said LeBron James. What was it? Something about assist, or people were talking about. We we talked about what are we talking about? Oh, I know. I remember what we were talking about. I remember what we were talking about. We were. You said that uh, people like to argue with. You know, well, you know, he's better than Jordan because. You know, he does this, and he facilitates the team better, and he's got your points. And I said, to get an assist on your stat record, what has to happen? You have to pass the ball. And then what has to happen? They have to make the basket. Exactly. So, my argument to everybody who thinks he's great then is, Michael Jordan took the shot because he didn't have all those supporting cast around him to make that shot. But LeBron has upgraded the rosters, as he said, to have players that can make the shots. The Dwayne Wade, the Chris Bosh, the Kyrie Irving, the Ray, Ray Allen. Allen. That's my oh, boy. You would have left him that, out of that? Come on, man. That's my boy. But that's what I'm saying. Like, this dude has had players around him his whole career, man. So, Well, see, see, I, 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 I agree, but but partially agree there. Michael Jordan, he did have the team to he, he had players to pass the ball. He had the pla- he had the players to pass the ball. He did, but sometimes. he was willing. He was willing to take the last shot and and take the celebratory moment and also take the backlash. And I think that's the to me personally, that's what separates him from LeBron. LeBron will go. I didn't take the last shot because old dude was open. Yeah, I expected him to make it. I expected him to make it. Yeah. That's casting blank. Yep. Now, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw something out here, too. Um, this is a story. You know who Iman Shumpert is? He used to play for the Knicks, play for the Cavaliers yep, yep, yep. during their championship run. Okay. So, he does a lot of interviews with Vlad TV. Well, I think it's, like, really crazy. Oh. With what TV? Like, Vlad TV. It's a... It's, Take a look at it. Sometimes it's, it's, it's sometimes it's interesting. Um, Labusi's on it a lot. Oh, I, man. And, 
Oh, oh, man, say no more. We got to keep this uh, family rated. So, they, the Knicks had a game. Mm -hmm. And it was leading up to halftime. Coach calls a play. I think Jason Kidd was the coach at the time. Uh, He calls a play. Shumpert's wide open in the corner. Melo has three people on him. He misses the shot. Halftime, they're going back to the locker room. Yep. He Shumper is yelling, throwing a fit. Tyson Chandler's like, yo, yo, you need to chill right now. You need to chill. So he's like, he gets in the locker room. He was like, hey, Melo, that was BS, man. I was wide open. And you know what Carmelo said? What'd he say? He said, I he said, I know. But I practiced that shot. Oh my God. So and then, so Iman Shepard, he goes, he says, well, he's, he's like, I was mad at the time, but then I actually thought about it. And he said, Tyson Chandler pulled him to the side. He said, are you willing to take the backlash that Melo's going to get if he misses that shot, if you miss that shot? Are you willing to take that? Because he's the, the star of this team. Mm-hmm. So regardless or if you, like, if you miss that shot, they're not coming at you. They're coming at Melo. No matter what. No matter what. No matter what. Why did you dish so it off? That, Why didn't you take that shot? I'll take Carmelo, you know, covered versus, you know, Shumper being open any day. It's that whole yes. argument. Yep, I understand. That's just my take on. I'm gonna I'm curious to see how that's gonna play out with the with the roster thing. I, I don't unless they make the playoffs and lose in the first round. Well, at least you gotta make in the playoffs. I don't think they even make I'm, the playoffs. No, no, no. I'm talking about the playing. Oh. Not not the yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking about the playing. Okay, then we're on the same page. Well, enough arguing about that bum. Do you want to roll into the crazy stats of the week? Yes, I actually have one and I thought this was very very interesting. Oh, well, then you lead off this week. Alrighty. So in nineteen ninety four the salary cap for the NFL was $34.6 million. This year alone, mm-hmm. the salary cap is $208 million. Oh I thought that was very crazy, um, considering that's how big the NFL has grown. Patrick Mahomes wouldn't even be able to be on the NFL team. Yes, correct. You, you see what I'm saying? Like The NFL <laughs> has grown that much. Here is my stat of the week, and since we're talking about football, it'd be great. You know I'm a football man. So back in 2006, LaDamian Tomlinson, Mr. LT, I loved him, by the way. Do you know that he scored 186 points that year? Yikes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and tell you that not only did he score 186 points that year, the entire Raiders team that year scored 168 points. <laughs> Just go ahead and sit down, Raider fans. Just be quiet for a little bit. Go sit in the corner. You're in timeout. Uh, that's painful. I'm gonna, uh, you know, I, I'm definitely sending the link to the podcast to my cousin now because he's a diehard Raiders fan. Oh man! Hey, well, tell your cousin he just needs to go sit in the corner for a little bit and think about his life decisions. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Oh man. Well, with uh with that, I don't have anything else, big dog. So is there uh, is there anybody you trying to shout out this week? Yeah, I got a shout out. What you got? Oh, uh, so for for those of y'all that don't know, I, I I game and um Jonathan is part of our our gaming group as well. We stream on Twitch when we we uh you know to to showcase you know our content or or just just for a good laugh. Um, we we have one guy Navy Psychonaut Chef Navy finally made affiliate um so i would like to give him a shout out because he's definitely put the work in oh yeah to to achieve this um and 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 when i say chef navy he has a degree in culinary arts so and and that's part of the hook too i've watched some of his cooking streams yes yes he can cook so navy psychonaut is his name um but Congratulations to you, big dog, and uh, can't uh, I look forward to doing some co-streams with you. Not cooking. I'm not trying to match you on cooking. I don't have the cameras like you do either, so <laughs> we're not doing that. Hey, so I actually do have a shout-out, and this is uh, this is not anybody in particular, but you know how I am. I like to give props to people and stuff like that, right? Even if I don't know you, I like giving you a shout-out. So kids are starting to go back to school and everything, and... Uh, I just want to take this opportunity to thank all the teachers out there because what y'all do is, is honestly to me, y'all don't get thanked enough, right? Y'all are molding the future of this country. Um, I have, my mother works at the, at a school. Um, you know, I have a couple other family members that work at the schools. My cousin who actually, uh, lives where I live right now, where I'm stationed. She is a school teacher, and they just they put so much into literally the future of this country and the future of the youth, and uh, I don't think they get enough credit. So I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you to all the teachers out there. Um, thank you to all the bus drivers out there. Thank you to everybody that put their time and effort into the youth and you know teaching the youth. So that's they're a, very they're grossly underpaid, yes. grossly underpaid, yes. um, underpaid, underfunded, everything. And you can tell it's a love that that's all it is. It's a love of teaching. So thank you all so much for real. All right, Vince. Well, with that, we conclude another episode of Late to Work. It was a it was a pretty good one, man. I I, I liked uh, like kind of bouncing around a little bit, throwing some other stuff in there. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad you came on, and uh, and we crushed it this week. I can't wait until next week when uh, we do this again. Right? It's definitely one of my highlights getting to do this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and for the record, Marshall Falk is the best player to come out of San Diego State. Who else came out of San Diego State? Don't you don't you do that. <laughs> Uh, well, Michael Vick is the best player to come out of Virginia Tech. So, well, and Carson Wentz is the greatest quarterback of all time. Shut your mouth. Shut your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and let this fool get off the air. And uh, we will go ahead and, and shut down the show. So, thank you, everybody that uh, tunes in each week. And, hey, 
Share us with your friends. Let them know we're out here. And until next week, see you then. Peace.